Listeners, how you doing today? Danny, how you doing, bro? I'm pretty good. Oh, yeah? How about you? Well, you know, man, I can't complain. It's been a good week. Um, I'm alive. I'm healthy-ish. Um, <laughs> ish? <laughs> you know what, man? I can't complain. It's it's another good day. We're here in another podcast. And, you know, it's crazy, man. When we first started this, we had no idea where we are going with it, right? And here we are, man, on another episode with another talented person in this world, it's crazy. Um, but let me guys give you let me give you guys a little bit of intro on our special guest today. She's a really good friend of mine. I actually met her here in Phoenix. Uh, we actually went to MMI together. For wh- whoever doesn't know what MMI is, it's Motorcycle Mechanics Institute. Um, yeah, she works on motorcycles. She's a badass. Um, so she's a really good friend of mine. And not only that, dude, she actually hunts also, which is fucking badass. I've seen her fucking videos and her pictures. They're super sick. Um, and she's also an artist. And let me tell you guys, she is a phenomenal artist. The paintings that she's come up with, oh my god, dude. I actually had to buy one from how good they were, dude. And I have it hanging up on my wall. You know what I mean? So, like, that's how good her art is. And so, you're about to buy another one. I'm about one. to buy another one. Man, she's finessing me. but guys let me introduce you guys my good friend nicole de leon how you doing hi i'm nicole (laughs) so what we're gonna do today guys is a little bit different she's actually be painting while we do this podcast for those of y'all listening well you missed it but (laughs) you can pretend you're seeing it or rewind it whenever the podcast comes out we're good well they won't be able to see it because it's going to be... I mean, they can always go to my Twitch and, you but know, watch it there. Stay, but the VOD doesn't always stay. Then, you know what, man? I'll make a YouTube and we'll put these videos out. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. Boom. What's up? Well, 
<laughs> so go to the YouTube. <laughs> well, go to YouTube then. Oh man, oh Danny, God. what's new with you, man? Hmm. I think I haven't gotten COVID yet. That's that's good. Okay. So well, that's a good day. <laughs> that's a that's always a good sign. Of, and you uh, with your pre-existing condition of freaking you know, terrible ass lungs. Okay, well, it's not my fault. <laughs> oh, you have sensitive so. lungs, Dan. Yeah, I have, I have asthma, so... Poor, poor baby, you shouldn't I even know. be wearing a mask. That stuff is bad for you. But I'm going to die if I get COVID. <laughs> yeah, we're I don't all really feel oh, Anyway, we're I'm glad you're still... <laughs> I'm still glad you're alive. That's good. I need my, I need my co-host here. No, you don't. Yeah. I do. I do need my co-host here. I mean, if you don't need my co-host, man, just, just say so. I don't want to be a coach. Nah. Nah. Nah, <laughs> you got triggered? Why did I get triggered? It's said with love. Yeah. That's good, man. I'm happy. You know, and whoever's new here, let me give you guys a little little intro again on us. I actually do videography, photography, uh, freelance here in Arizona now. I wasn't in California, but, you know, circumstances had me come over here. And Danny is a freelance photographer based out of Los Angeles, California, which uh -huh. is a badass photographer. So if you guys are interested, thanks. If you want to check up. me out, I mean, Danny Adventures on if... Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. And by the way, guys, MySpace. Adventures is not spelled the way normal Adventures is spelled. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, it's A D V N T R S. Sorry. You know? Yeah. So go check that out. <laughs> and then Nicole, what's your uh, what's your Instagram? Oh, it's his beloved 78. There you go. His so beloved sure 78. Yep. You know, the other day this guy asked me, he's like, uh, so, you know, what's the 78? And I was like, well, it's definitely not my age. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't laugh and I was offended. Uh, <laughs> I mean. Oh, tough crowd, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's definitely not your age, for sure. But, Nicole. Why don't you give us a little background, dude? How did you get into into uh, I almost said photography. Photography. Whoa, it's been those kind of days. How did you get into being an artist? I feel like I'm squatting too much. <laughs> <laughs> no. If I stand up straight, can y'all still see my face? Yeah. Okay, I was like, I felt like I needed to look into the camera. No, you're good. Anyways, uh, well, actually, the way I became an artist, it's kind of funny because I had never really painted before and I had never really like I'm not one to doodle and draw either uh, but I was working at this restaurant in Kima where I live um, called Baca's amazing Greek food my buddy owns it and um, and I had this really cool table that I was sitting with and that I was taking care of and they were waiting because the bar next door called uh, Voodoo Hut was um redoing the sidewalk and they were saying that before it dried people could when it got to a certain point people could come over and actually um paint into it and uh you know sketch into it and so i was like oh cool i'm gonna do that so then you know i sat around with my table and we waited a while and then um came to it and i came up with like i googled some stuff and i was like oh i want to draw that i want to draw that so I ended up, you know, going out there and drawing it. And the owner, who I didn't know, uh, but my buddy who owns Baca's was part owner in Voodoo Hut. And so I was like, 
doing it and he was like man I, I really like your your drawings like that's really awesome like do artwork for me and if you go online just even on um instagram you can see it's a pretty artistic cool place and uh and i was like yeah sure why not so he hired me and i started painting for him and that's how i started painting okay. from carving into the sidewalk there you go <laughs> yeah and uh so i ended up painting oh shoot probably like eight paintings for him and i you know commissioned pieces and all that and so after that, I started getting more people asking me to paint or this and that. And then I did some art shows because I had another girlfriend who did art. Uh, so then I started doing these art shows. And then I've just been, I've been painting ever since. It's also very therapeutic for me, you know, cause I deal with like depression and other stuff. So um, it really, really helps being able to paint. Yeah. yeah, definitely. You know, it's a way to get all your emotions out on a, on a canvas. Yeah, that's what my, that's what my 2020 so, painting about. You, you said that you've never painted before? Yeah, I've never painted before. And then, like, I'm looking at your, at your paintings, and I'm just like, <laughs> I don't believe you. Right? <laughs> that's no what I'm way. saying, dude. <laughs> There's no way. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, that, just, that, just that one painting alone that's right there in back of her, 2020, dude, like... You can see all the emotion, all the pain, and just any all the emotion that goes with that painting alone. Like, dude, I couldn't do that. Like, I would have the image, sure, but I'd draw a stick figure with some tears. That's what I would do. Oh, my dear God. This one was actually one of one. the one of first favorite. ones I painted that um, was the biggest one that I've painted. Yeah, it looks, that, it looks big. And that one's like a, a 26 by 30. So it's not super huge, but it's it's still pretty big. Did and you uh draw that, before? No. no. I don't draw. I don't what? like I don't like sketch or doodle or even really honestly draw it on the canvas before I start painting it. I just paint just it. Do it? Yeah, that, I just do it. That's so crazy because like, I'm looking at like the detail, like the way you like draw the eyes and just like right. That's what I'm saying, dude. The, like... the face in general, it just looks <laughs> like you would have to like, well, not necessarily draw it first, but have some background of, you know, drawing something, you know, because I mean, it looks so real. Like it looks really good. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so... I. Uh... So so when you draw paintings like that, you don't sketch it out on the canvas itself. You just straight go for it. Yeah, I well, you know, I use my paintbrush, but yeah, of course, not but like, like a not like a fine line paintbrush. I just do like quick outlines and then go from there. Dude, that's crazy, honestly. Because even like with photography, you know, what I mean, it's trial and error, which I'm assuming that's a lot how how painting is. And it's just crazy, me, dude. Like from from when I first started seeing your paintings on your Instagram to how it is now, dude, it's night and day and it's amazing. Yeah, I've definitely painted some things. Basically, every time I paint something, it's pretty much the first time I'm doing that kind of painting or doing that kind of design or, like I painted one, this guy, he, I really didn't want to do that piece, but I was like, well, you know what? I should do that piece because I don't want to do that piece. Mm -hmm. So I ended up doing this piece that was like, we wanted like an abstract fly fisherman that you could barely see in the background on the 
on salt water, you know, fishing, fly fishing. And like, I was like, well, I've never drawn water and I've never drawn a fisherman or anything <laughs> like that. But, you know, I gave it a shot. I tried it. I did it. And it didn't come out. I mean, as an artist, you look at your paintings and there's really honestly, there's so few where you come out and you're like, yes, yes, I love that one. There's nothing wrong with it. I don't need to do anything else. And then you have other ones that you're just like, man, I wouldn't buy that. I <laughs> <laughs> That's how I still look at my old videography. I saw my first video and oh my God, I want to delete it off YouTube. Yeah, but the, the, the crazy thing about, about it is, is that someone does like it. Someone does love it. Like it does speak to someone and someone does want to buy your painting. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Or to buy or to get your services for photography or something like that. And like, that's just like my favorite part, you know, people who are just so into your art or into your stuff. And you're just like, heck yeah, man. It's so motivating. Yeah, you might not like that piece, but then there's somebody that's just like, oh, my God, I need that. And it's yeah. it's, it's crazy because I mean, you're over here thinking it's one of like your worst pieces of art. And they're like, I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, like, like even Chad is different. I definitely agree with you saying that, that they, felt, they felt that, you know, what I mean, it's so true. Just one painting can speak to someone, dude, and, and that's all that matters. I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but yeah, it, it, dude, honestly, just someone, dude, how long was I trying to buy that painting from you? Probably a good three, four months. Oh, and then I was finally able to, and I was like, you know what? I have to have that painting in my life. You know what I mean? Like, it, dude, that's all it takes. You know what I mean? So that's awesome though, dude. So how, how, how did you go, how did you go from motorcycle mechanics to hunting to being an artist? Oh man. So, uh. So when I lived in Phoenix and everything, I got like closed a bunch of doors and I was like, all right, I guess it's time to peace out on Phoenix. So I ended up coming back to Texas and um, I was home for like maybe three years. And that's when I got the opportunity to paint. So it wasn't like, you know, I moved home to start painting or anything like that. It was just one of those transitions where you go, one door closes and another door opens kind of thing. And I just walked through it like hardcore. Hell yeah. Do you it's super, it was super, it was super simple because the jobs I had, I like didn't like at all, you know? And I didn't want to do them. Like one time I was a Chick-fil-A manager. That was what? BS. Yeah, that was BS. They That's paid me. They paid me $12 an hour, y'all. $12. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. That sucks. I was not about Wait, that life. I thought they get paid really good. No, it That's was super. No, Chick-fil-A managers. Chick-fil-A managers supposedly get paid good. That's fucking crazy. How they lied to you. Oh, no. Not again. So don't, so don't apply there, Danny. I wasn't planning to. I just like the food. <laughs> Uh, and after that, you know, I was like, man, I can't, I can't do this stuff anymore. You know, I can't, I can't work corporate jobs. I can't, I can't work for somebody else being my boss, you know, mm -hmm. like I, I was that. like, I just can't do it. So, so then, go ahead, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was going to ask, you know, with, with your painting, I know you said a lot of it surrounds like your depression, which I completely get. Um, do you, did, did, did your did your pursuit of painting kind of start from your depression or kind of you just kind of started and it was kind of like an outlet for it? 
No, it literally. It looks Sorry. Like... <laughs> no, it's <looks> cool. I'm <laughs> over here, like, entertained. I'm watching Bob Ross. It literally, it literally, I wasn't planning on doing it. It just, I just fell upon it. And whenever Harry hired me, I just, I just kept painting. So it was not like a strategic plan. It mm. wasn't like in the goals, you know what I mean? And like, and people are always like, oh, so that's what you do full time. And I'm like, no, because I don't want to starve. <laughs> and you know what's crazy? Yeah. I actually watched your YouTube that you posted, your, your YouTube video. And I remember that one, one phrase specifically, being a starving artist. Wait, uh, Junior? Huh? Yeah, your shoe's black, bro. My shoe is black. For me, it was black. Oh, never mind. It's fine, okay. it's fine now. It's fine. It's fine. I'm sorry. Um... Yeah, I remember you said something about being a starving artist, and that's so true in, in any kind of art form. Yeah, it is. And, like, it, it's really hard because people always think, oh, you know, it, it's not easy to, to sell your art and promote your art and to, you know, always paint what other people want you to paint because I'm definitely not one of those artists that's like, yeah, I'll paint whatever you want, but I, because, you know, people are like, oh, well, can you paint me this? Can you paint me that? And I'm just like, I really don't want to paint your dog. <laughs> you know, like, like I'll paint, I'll paint my grandpa's dog because he's funny as crap, and he's like, he's inspir, yeah, he's inspiration, he's inspiring. He's like, I look at him, he's funny. His tongue always hangs out of his mouth. It's you never the nugget mouth. one. Just, yeah, and I'm just like, bro, <laughs> I'm gonna paint you. I love you, and so you know, I painted him. But it's like, it's not like that with everything, you know. Like, I have to paint things that I connect to and that I feel on some level or that I can, you know, understand and appreciate and my emotions can create the art piece, you know, because I rarely ever paint something without having some type of emotions or feelings or some type of vibration towards it, if you may. Well, I mean, I feel like you need to be connected to it on some kind of level. I mean, that goes with videography, photography, painting, whatever the case is. I feel like you need to have some kind of connection to it. Otherwise, you're not going to enjoy it. Exactly. It's just like a it's just like a job. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what's crazy, dude, is that that you like I, I I'm going back to like what you said about being a starving artist. It's so true. And that goes to any kind of field in 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 artwork because like as a videographer, I can't, you know, I've had, I've had realtors that say, Hey, I want you to do this house. I want you to do a video. I want you to do photo. I want the video to be three minutes long. I want a drone footage and I want good pictures and I want to do it for 300 bucks. Yeah. They're like, oh, I I'm like, you. bro, my gas alone to get here is like 50 bucks. Let's be honest. Not to mention bro. the time spent plus editing. Like, no, I'm sorry. I'm not doing it for $300. <clears throat> started on those people that are like oh i'll give you a hundred bucks for that or all you know blah 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 and i'm like bro like you know that's one thing that's hard as an artist is people always want to like downpay you and you know and downplay your stuff and it's like man like i can't do that you know yeah you can't undersell yourself and that's actually what we just spoke to uh, one of our one of our one of our last podcasts we actually talked about that where you can't undersell yourself because if you do you're just losing out on yourself exactly you know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine how long one of those paintings takes, one of those canvases takes for you. Not to mention the amount of the amount of paint that goes into it also. Like... Oh, man. Paint's not freaking cheap. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really it's not. It's freaking crazy. 
Yeah, no, it's not. And it sucks, you know, and especially art in itself, like, not, not that I do it personally, so I can't really truly speak on it, but I feel like it's so undervalued. Oh, yeah, 100%, because people don't, they just, they just don't understand what goes into it and how, how it all works together, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, one of the guys said that, you know, they don't understand the time and effort that goes into it, they just want to have the art. Which I get it, they want to have it, but it comes at a price. Exactly. It's like if you're not going to do it yourself and someone else is going to do it for you, you have to pay accordingly. Absolutely. And some people, you know, when you get to be a bigger artist, some people don't have time to take every single order and every single commission that somebody asks for. You know what I mean? It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like. It, it, it's funny that you say that if you don't do it if, if they don't do it someone's gonna do it for you it's so funny you say that because this this artist that I, that I follow personally I think I mentioned him to you before his name is Ruben Rojas um, oh yeah the guy that does the love yes exactly so yeah. I remember he got a little criticism from, from, from what I remember because they said that oh well why is he charging so much all it says is love well dude <laughs> it's not it's not just that it says love it's what comes out of the actual art itself. Like, if you think it's so easy, why didn't you do it? Exactly. <clears throat> Boom. Like, that's that's the kind of stuff. I follow him too. I follow quite a few artists, and that's the kind of stuff that really bothers me because it's like, man, you obviously have no respect for what it means to like be an artist and to create things out of nothing. Yeah. Exactly. Nothing. You know what I mean? Like it might seem super simple, but you know, he he created that. That's his. That's his that's his baby. You know what I mean? Like that's not something to downplay and stuff. Now exactly. there's all different there's all different kinds of forms of art too though. You oh, know? Absolutely. And, and so it's like I don't know, people just kinda they need to be a little bit more open minded and understanding and you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%, dude. It sucks, dude. In, in any art form, I feel like it's so undervalued. And it's a shame, dude, because, you know, we want to do this as a living. And, and people need to treat it as such. It's, it's a job at the end of the day. Danny does photography. It needs to be treated as such. I do videography. It needs to be treated as such. You know, and you do painting. It needs to be treated as such. And, and, and that really sucks. Dude. It breaks my heart that people don't respect it. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. I feel I can go really off on this. I think it's important to talk about those things as artists because people don't understand how insulting it is right. to talk about our art and our, our masterpieces, things we've created, and, ta- and talk about them in such degrading ways. Like, you know, it's just rude. It's disrespectful. Like... If you don't appreciate it, then don't say anything about it. You right. know what I mean? Exactly. You can't respect the the art of it, and you can't be kind about it. Then just don't say anything about it. You know? So, so on the same on the, on the same token, on the flip side, obviously, um, there's a, obviously a lot of parents out there that don't support the art, artistic lifestyle because they say they need to have a corporate job, nine to five, get paid, you know, yada yada yada. Were your parents supportive of you being an artist? Uh, well, I didn't live with my parents when I was an artist and stuff. So it's kind of different because if you grow up, you know, having parents who are more 
about like secular kind of lifestyle, like going to college, getting a degree, which in my mind, I went to college, I went to Abilene Christian, I went to trade school, you know, I, and look at me, you know, I don't work in the corporate world. I don't, um, I don't work for a big business. I have absolutely no desire to do so either. You know, and I think that it's okay to want the best for your kids, but I don't think it's okay to just make them do what you want them to do. And my mm-hmm. parents never did that. You know, like they've been supportive and stuff, but it's not like they text me every day. Like my mom, of course, my mom is always my biggest supporter, right? She's like, oh my God, it looks awesome. I love it. Hearts, hugs, oh, on everything. <laughs> on my YouTube, on my Facebook, on, on all that stuff, you know? And I love that because, you know, I think that that's important. You know, even as we get older, I think that's important for parents to uh, support, you know, no matter what their kid wants to do. Art, people can make a lot of money doing art. Yeah. There Mm -hmm. is a good amount of money to be had and there's enough art to be made because there's millions and billions of people in this world that have different perspectives and they have different you know, things that they like and they prefer. So someone might not like my art or they might think they can't afford it. And that's fine. If you can't afford my art, then go pay for some art you can afford. Yeah. I Damn. mean, you can, you can either just go to fucking Ross and buy something from there for 30, 40 bucks. Yeah. But why get something <clears throat> from China when you can get something American made? Right. Well, what I'm saying, that, that's Boom. my point is what I'm saying is that you, they can easily go there, but I mean, it's not the authentic city that you're looking for. You know what I mean? This, you know, someone personally made is not printed. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what people need to understand. This was literally your hard work on onto one canvas. Exactly. But, you know, it's just, I think people just need to be nice about it, to be honest. I mean, I, I've seen art that I don't like, and I'm just like, I don't like that, you know? But I'm not going to go up to the artist and tell him, "Hey, I don't like your painting," or mm-hmm. I wouldn't, pay, or I wouldn't pay for that. You know what I mean? Not all art is it, for you know everyone, right? But and you don't got to be a freaking douche about it. You there's know? a difference so. between giving constructive constructive criticism and just being an asshole. Yeah, or even because there's a lot of um, there's a lot of different art and mostly like abstract, like abstract realism kind of stuff, or. Um, <clears throat> other stuff like that that's not like super plain like you don't just see a face you don't just see so- something like this and that it's not like super explanatory like there's certain art that is supposed to not be super explanatory because it's supposed to like you're supposed to look at it and you're supposed to think it's supposed yeah. to open up your mind and open up your your thoughts and be like what is that like is that and then you know and it's supposed to invigorate thoughts of imagination and you know, it's just, that's the beauty of art, you know? Like, a lot of people could look at this painting, they could look at that painting, and they could look at this other painting, and they could all see different things, even though some might just see a face, some might see emotions. Some might see pain and suffering, or some might see hope and, and and you know, light. You know what I mean? Like, or some people might just see a cross that looks pretty. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I completely get that. And... You know, what's the mask? It, I know you, I, you're you're obviously religious from from what we've talked about. Do you feel like a lot of a lot of your paintings get inspired by that? No, 
No, I've definitely, I've definitely painted some ungodly things, but um, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh, Mike, that one. I'm sorry, uh, this is funny. <laughs> I've definitely done it, but the thing is, is that uh, I want to actually start painting more biblical things, but it requires me reading my Bible, you know, and uh, so I'd like to start doing that more. But most of my stuff doesn't, it's really honestly like what I said, like about my depression and stuff, like this is like therapy for me, right? Like today I've had like a really off day. My schedule has been weird, you know, with work or whatever. And dude, earlier, okay, so my apartments, I don't know what's up with them right now. So there are these three people like banging on my door, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, whoa, what the heck? Lexi like freaked out. And I was like, what is going on? Damn. And like my apartment is a mess right now. Right, like I would never have guests over, and there's these three people open their door. And they're like, "Oh, we're supposed to be doing your uh, fire check," and I was like, "Right, they check your sprinklers," and I was um. like, "I didn't get an email for that." They're like, "You're not on the email list," and I'm like, "No, I'm not on the email. I don't know. I didn't get an email for it." He's like, "Oh, they sent out emails," and I'm like, "But I didn't get an email," so I'm like, totally caught off guard. And then I was like, "Okay, well, my house is a mess, and I have a dog, but yeah, you can come in." And they came in, and I felt so like. I felt like, I don't know, like I got invaded or something. I don't know. It was, it was just, I felt like the weirdest, it changed my vibrations for my whole day and just changed my mood. So I was like, I've been napping most of the day now. <laughs> I'm jealous. I want to take a nap so bad. It's like yeah, that. Like I like I just, <laughs> it's like that gift of the girl like that says, I'm going to just take a nap right here. <laughs> yeah. I felt like I couldn't recover from it or something. I don't know. It was, it get, it was off, very off-putting, very off-putting. And, uh, so. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. It's like with a lot of art, obviously with whatever kind of art it is, there's a lot of criticism that comes with it. Do you yeah. feel like, do you feel like you've gotten a lot of criticism? I mean, not just recently, but in general with your art. No, I have never had anyone tell me they didn't like my art. I've had people say, well, they're not going to pay that much. And I'm like, okay, if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. And if you don't respect the price that I've put on this, then that's your choice. But I've never had anybody give me any kind of destructive criticism about my art. You know what I mean? As a whole. That's good. That then you're very fortunate for that because I I know a lot of a lot of artists that have gotten that, and not not even because their art's bad. It's just people being assholes, unfortunately. Yeah, but sometimes, yeah, I know, people can be really ruthless. But sometimes when people give you constructive criticism or mm -hmm. destructive criticism, mm -hmm. it actually can make your art better. Mm -hmm. even, the, even the bad stuff. Because while I don't really care for the bad stuff, I still listen to those people. I would still listen to those people. And, like, I mean, literally, I'm my worst critic. No one's going to give me worse criticism than I would give myself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, that's what it is with everyone. Definitely. <laughs> one, of, one of my viewers said, I had a guy tell me he can get a cheaper taco cater somewhere else instead of hiring me, and I wanted to tell him, okay, then go with them, shaking my head. Which is true. I mean, dude, if you can't afford the price that's given, go somewhere else. Exactly. You know, like, you're paying, you're, not only are you paying for the service that's obviously has a good reputation, you're paying for art that has a good reputation and looks amazing. And that's, just the, that's just the way it is. You know what I mean? Y'all give me give me criticism right now, you know? Y'all tell me what you're starting to think about it. What is it? Like honestly, you like it? I, I love the colors. It's vibrant. 
Yeah, I'm really loving all those colors. It's really, really nice. What I like is the bottom of the cross. What you like? Yeah, same. Oh, the way I... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I like it. I don't know. It gives it like this, uh, like, oh, fuck, I don't know how to explain, like, the feeling. It's like very, uh... uh dude, I don't know. I don't know the word. It'll come to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of the word. I'm trying to think of the word. I, like a brain fart. because I, I, I know how it feels. How it's making me. Feel. I just don't okay, know. Okay, how does it make you feel? The word. <laughs> I, exactly. I don't know how to put it into words. I don't know how to express my feelings. You okay there, buddy? Use yeah. your words. I just said I don't. Oh use God. your English. Oh my God. I'm the same way sometimes. I like, <laughs> like brain fart on the most basic like phrases or words, and I'm like, you know, that thing you put your food in and it heats it up, and they're like, a microwave. I'm like, yeah, that. <laughs> exactly. Oh like, man, what's uh, what's been your highest your highest priced art? I'm just curious. Thousand dollars. Four hundred. Which one was 400. it? Four hundred. It was someone's dog. Uh-huh. <laughs> they really want you to paint those dogs. <laughs> yeah. Well, he saw the one I did of Nugget, and uh, and he wanted me to paint one of his dog. And I was like, okay, yeah. And um, I charged 400 which, you know, for that piece, I charged it based on time and effort, and it didn't take me very long. Basically, that was the reason why I only charged that much. Yeah. Because it didn't it didn't take me long at all. But um but yeah, that but I imagine that I am a pretty reasonably priced artist for my artwork. You know, I mm-hmm. I know people that charge way more and they usually don't tell you their pricing either. Because That's yeah, well, until they're done, or sometimes they already know what they're going to price it as before they're done, when they're like halfway or something, or, you know, or they just don't tell people unless they're serious about actually buying it. Right. And what's you been your, you? what's been your highest piece art with, with, uh, non-commissioned? My what? Non-commissioned art. What's been your highest priced? Probably. <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> I really, I really can't think about it. I really can't. Your, your brain fart is wiping off on me. No, no, I, I thought like I disconnected and I was like, wait. <laughs> no, I really don't know. Um, overall, I've never charged anything over four hundred as of right now. Okay. One day you will. Yeah. I eventually will, but I'm an, I'm a, I'm an honest artist and I'm not going to overprice for something if I don't feel like, you know, that's another thing. Artists as artists, we talk about pricing with each other a lot. Like I've asked other artists, how do you price range? How do you figure out what's too much? What's not enough? Like, how do you figure out, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's just different for her painting, but basically most people chalk it up to the size of the painting, you know, per square centimeter or whatever per inch, you know, or this and that amount of paint use time and things like that. If you want to do just like the basic, the basic necessities for pricing stuff, but you know, 
some paintings you can get done quicker than others and maybe you charge way more than you would have for something that maybe took you a little longer, right? Just because of the quality of the painting and how it came out. It's really up to the artist, to be honest. But um, so I if, try to, if, huh? I were, if I were a new artist, just, just started randomly making paintings, what would be your advice to me? Oh man, so I'm self-taught, right, obviously. No one taught me how to paint. No one told me how to do colors or what colors to pick or this and that. And like my medium is acrylic, which acrylic can sometimes be very difficult to paint with, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to like blending and whatever. Um, but I would say like if you're a new artist, I would research paints, mediums like oils, acrylic, um, you know, whether you want to draw, it just depends on which one you feel more comfortable with. And then, you know, then you need to find out brushes. I'm gonna tell you right now, honestly, I don't have a lot of super expensive brushes because I tend to be rough with my brushes. So it really depends like on top of that, like when you get brushes, you could go anywhere and just get brushes that look like they've got good bristles and they're going to last long and they're sturdy. I get ones that I know are going to kind of give the effects that I want because every brush has a different shape. It's a different size. And when you use it, it does different things. And then, you know, so you need to, you know, think about brushes, just get the most basic ones at first. It doesn't matter. Like get the most basic everything and then just experiment. You know, you're new, you're fresh. Everything you do doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to be on a canvas. You know, you just need to start because sometimes that's the hardest thing to do. Like for me, it wasn't hard because someone was like, I'll pay you if you paint. And I was like, okay. Right. <laughs> you know, you're talking, about, you're talking about giving me money, I will take that. You know, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> Who doesn't want money? Um, even though I'd never painted before, you know, I was just like, yeah, I'll paint you whatever you want. So, it worked out. Yeah. You know what's and crazy? So, you know what's crazy is that my first video that I ever did for weddings, I, I've, I've told so many people this, but like I didn't charge anything for it just because I wanted the work. I was like, you know what, dude? You don't have a videographer? Let me do it for free. Fuck it. And I ended up getting, I ended up getting tip like $200 for it, which was fucking awesome. So, dude, honestly, it's taking that leap. Honestly, that first leap and just saying, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Exactly. You know. Which is the scariest part because it's really easy to say, oh, it won't look good, I can't do that, or I'm not good enough, you know, I don't have the experience. And it's like, I didn't have any experience painting before I started painting. I literally had never painted anything except maybe a wall, you know, white, painted it white. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's crazy is that's how me and Danny were when we did, when we did um, studio photography for the first time ever, dude. We were so fucking nervous, dude. Yeah, I didn't want to mess it up. Like, we were, oh my god, dude. I can't even tell you the nerves we were feeling going into that studio. You know, we, we had no idea how to use the lighting. We had no idea how to do any of it, dude. Like, backdrops, we don't really work with them. We only had only done natural lighting. Like, we just never done it. And we're just like, you know, dude, it's, you know, fuck it. We're just going to get in there. We're going to do our best. And just, Wait, did you say we never worked with natural lighting? No, we only did natural lighting. Oh, okay. I was about to say, uh... We only, we've only worked with natural lighting. So it's just like, that was completely, like, foreign to us. And we were just like, screw it, dude. We're just going to do it. Yeah, that's, 
That's awesome though. Like that's that's another thing though is that people get really freaked out. They're like, I don't know if I could do it, and that that fear and that like stress of like speaking that into yourself. Like you want to speak like good things into yourself. Like I can do this. This will be fun. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna learn something new. I'm gonna you know it's supposed to be exciting. It's not. So, I mean, it can be scary, but you know you can't let fear like control you and tell you you can't you can't do something. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Dude, I really love that painting. Oh my god. I have a question. Yeah. Who's who's your favorite artist? Bob Ross, duh. Yeah, Bob Ross, hundred percent. That's bro. that's everyone's favorite <laughs> artist, huh? He's literally like I love Bob Ross because he takes paintings and makes them look super, super easy. Dude, honestly. I was watching the like when I don't know if he's still on Netflix. Uh, but he had like a, his, like his show was on Netflix and I was watching it and the, it was just so simple. It looked so simple and it looked like the detail was crazy. And I know if I tried that, oh God, it would have been horrendous. Bro, I'm telling you, if, I, if someone gives me a paintbrush, I'm just going to like do random fucking colors on there and just, I don't even know what I do, honestly. <laughs> I just, I would get the paint bucket and be like, fuck it right on the canvas and just throw it all on there that's art hey man that's what you have to do a lot of people you know i've seen a lot of artists they literally do that and they turn it into a masterpiece dude have you seen those artists that put the paint cans and they like pop holes in the bottom and they just do it in a circle motion on the canvas oh, yeah. dude that thing is so fucking trippy to me why because it comes out so fucking good <laughs> like I would have never thought. Like, hey, let me poke some fucking holes in this fucking in in, in 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 this freaking paint can, and let me just spin it around a canvas and see how it comes out. I would have never thought about that. I saw two yeah. ones where they like used a, a a drill, and then like the paint just splattered all over the canvas. Oh no, no, it was on the canvas, and they just put paint all over it, and then they used a the drill to like spin the canvas. Yeah, and it came out like yeah. crazy. Yeah, some of them come out really, really, really good. But that's what I'm saying. There's different there's different ways to paint. Like, not everybody paints with a brush. Not everybody paints, you know, with a, a palette knife like what I'm doing right now. You know, I don't always paint with palette knives. But right now, this painting calls for a palette knife. If I want to get the texture the way that I want to get it. You know what I mean? Dude, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna oh put the. I know I got really loud. Um, I'm just gonna put my canvas on the floor and go to the second floor of a building and just throw the paint can off and see how it comes out. Do like four of them probably, like that. Probably break your canvas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. Fine, I'll get a, I'll get a metal canvas. <laughs> Watch it completely miss. Hey man, you never know. I'm just saying. Do it then. You want to do that? I might do it for real. Do it. Okay. Do it. Why are you yelling yeah, at me right now? Do what makes you happy, bro. Yeah. What makes me happy? Seek discomfort. I'm gonna go skydive then. I'm not. I would never do that because I'm afraid of heights. You gotta confront your fears. Remember? That's not a fear I want to confront. <laughs> that definitely is one for me. I'm afraid of heights, and I went parachuting. Here's the thing: I'm not necessarily afraid of heights, but jumping out of a perfectly good airplane with nothing but a parachute kind of scares the shit out of me. (laughs) And why do it? Why not? 
Because it's the thrill. Because it's scary. <laughs> but then it's, it's like your I mean, adrenaline goes up. Yeah. It's like, Never done it. It's like, why do wheelies on a motorcycle? It can kill you. Seriously, I don't think people understand like how dangerous it is to drive and ride anything motorized. Especially motorcycles, dirt bikes. Like when I worked for that Supercross team and I realized that I wasn't going to become a wrench, it was because I didn't want to hold someone's life in my hands because, yeah. you know, as a mechanic, as a wrench, that's what you do. And that's, and that's dangerous, you know? Their, or, their lives are already in danger from merely just riding the dirt bike. And it was just like, bro, I don't want to be, you know, what if something wrong happens to their bike? And then it's my fault. And I'm like, hell no. That's when I knew I didn't want to be a mechanic for a living. You got to live with that the rest of your life. Yeah. Well, also, too, like, when I worked for the Supercross team, I had this intern because I was in charge of interns. And uh, he ended up being somebody's mechanic. And he, he and everybody knew he wasn't. I mean, I knew he wasn't going to be, you know, a good mechanic. But, uh. He ended up screwing up this dude's stuff and he got in like an accident or whatever. Like, you like, it, it's like literally you're holding someone's life in your hands. And I was, I was like, I'm not really shocked that he did that. <laughs> but I felt bad for the writer because it's like, you know, you give somebody a chance to do something like that. And then, you know, something like that happens and it's crazy. That's scary. I do miss working on motorcycles though. I do too. That was another thing that was very therapeutic for me. Definitely. I really loved, loved, loved working on motorcycles. It was just, it seems like it's easy, you know, because it's an inanimate object. It doesn't really give you a lot of trouble, but it does. Mm hmm. It gives you a shit ton of trouble. Danny, do you know what Supercross is? Uh, it sounds familiar. It's the dirt bikes that go on the jumps. Yeah, okay. And yeah. they race around the track. Mm. Yeah, she was on one of, the, she worked on one of those teams. Damn. Yeah, it was uh, really. That's uh, scary. Nobody talks about how hard it is to get in that industry either. It's so fucking difficult. Why? Yeah. Dude, those because slots to go on a racing team are literally one in a million. And you just, you just said, nah, I'm good. Like, how many people were on the team for you and Yamaha? Uh, we had four riders. And I was operations manager. Mind you, I was not paid either because they took us from MMI. They used it basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyways, so uh, I ended up bringing on, there was me, two, three, four, four other guys. So all five of us would be the ones along with a couple of other people on the team to help us. We'd set up the entire rig for every weekend, for every race. And like our rig was one of the harder rigs to actually set up. It was not easy at all, uh, but it was worth it. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like something that was super financially beneficial or whatever, but it was something that I knew like as a female, I would never have another chance to be able to do what I did. I was going to ask because, you too, do you think it was even more difficult being a woman in that industry? <clears throat> oh yeah. It's always difficult to be a female in any male dominated industry like that. That's a super knit tight, close group of people too, that, you know, they don't just let anybody into the circle, even, you know, and 
only so many people last. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's just crazy because I really, um, I really don't want to put dark up here, but I kind of do. I'm thinking in the corner. No, I'm thinking right here. Uh, no, I'm thinking right here. Uh, <laughs> I'm losing track of my thoughts. Uh, it was hard because, like, the guy I replaced, I'm going to sit down for this. Hold on. All right, I'm gonna stop and I'm gonna concentrate on you guys now. So, can you see me fine? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so the guy I replaced, it kind of happened like this. I didn't honestly have a plan for working for a Supercross team. They came to MMI, they were uh, looking for like interns and stuff, and I knew some of the people who were already interning, and I just said, you know, God, like, okay, you'll open up all the right doors for this. I know it's going to happen. So I didn't ask to intern. I didn't ask to be a part of it. I just waited for the opportunity to arise and it happened. And then the guy that was the original guy helping, he wasn't very competent. So they got rid of him and they hired me to be the operations manager. And it was tough, man. I had three jobs. I was going to class and our classes were, you know, five days a week, five hours a day, you know, either that. nine or yeah, and they were all year long. It wasn't like, you know. Traditional college. <clears throat> yeah, it was It was a lot of work on top of three jobs. And then, you know, the, the Supercross team and stuff. So I was constantly busy and working in school and traveling. I was constantly traveling every single weekend to, uh, you know, all kinds of, all across the country. We went to all kinds of places. Most of the races were in California because there's a ton of races there. And then there was Phoenix and Houston and Washington and Seattle and, you know, and I'm in charge of all these guys. I've got, I've got to get them everywhere. I've got to get everything set up. I've got to make sure they're taken care of. I got to make sure we got gas money. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was crazy. And I freaking loved it. <laughs> we had so much fun. It was so awesome. Um, but you know, it's one it's once in a lifetime thing. I'll probably I still talk to some of those guys, the mechanics. Um, some of them became mechanics. Two of them didn't, but one became a mechanic at a shop, and one ended up working for another Supercross rider. And then the other one, he was already working for another rider actually, but his rider got injured. I forgot his name, but he's like super good. He's really good. He's really young too, and um, but he was his wrench. But because his guy was out, he started wrenching for uh, one of our guys. Because as a mechanic in that industry, you're constantly bumping around to different riders. Like one weekend you might be with someone, but then the next weekend you might be with a different rider because your rider couldn't afford to pay you, or your rider, you know, got injured or you know displaced or whatever, or didn't make the cut. I mean, there's all kinds of different variations of what can happen in that, and so. You know, the only teams that really stay the same teams are the satellite teams, which is like KTM, Yamaha, Kawasaki, Suzuki, you know, people like Ken Roxon, or if you're old school, like Jeremy McGrath or Ricky Carmichael or, Damn. you know, Stuart, Bubba Stewart or whatever. Old school names right there. Yeah, but it was so fun. I remember we'd always get to walk the track before the races. So you got all the riders out there. Man, that's, like, the that's like the number one thing I wish I would have always done is just walk the, walk the track. Well, 
you know, the thing is, is that you could have worked for that Supercross team, bro. You could have been there with me. <sighs> Look, bro, let's not talk about that, yeah? But nobody wants to work for free, right? Uh, like, that's the thing. What like, happened, what? So, huh? we both went to MMI. Um, I ended up dropping out a little early um, to go to California. And um, she stayed in Arizona and, and continued. Honestly, dude, to this day, I wish I would have stayed and finished. Like, I loved MMI. MMI was a great school. It was it was hard, for sure. Dude, that, they fucking, they, they fucking make you learn, dude. And it, it's just like, that school, dude, is very, obviously, it's very technical. And you have to pay attention, dude. One little mistake on an engine, and the engine is fucked. Like yeah. you and and not just the engine, electrical, you know, anything, dude. Like yeah. you miss one wire, that motherfucker's gonna blow up. They can. They can short circuit and just You know who my favorite teacher was? Mr. Z. I remember him. He was my favorite because <laughs> what country he he had this accent, he was so funny, but he was he just had like this tender kindness about him even though he had one of the hardest classes because you're like boring out cylinders and that's fucking hard man Dude, boring cylinders is difficult but he's so fun you know what was, like, you know what was difficult for me but it was actually a lot of fun was electrical for some reason i don't know why it was so fucking difficult for me but i had so much fun with it i think one of the harder ones for me was truing that damn wheel that the was easier for me post. than anything else I'm not good with math. I, I hate math to, with a passion. Danny's like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> you know, fucking lost his shit, bro. People who are mechanics oh, really? understand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. You know what's crazy, though, dude? Like, okay, this is just, this is what's nuts, and this is why I wish I would have finished. To this day, I still get calls from some friends like, hey, man, I'm having trouble with this bike. I can't figure out what's wrong with it. I look at the bike for five, ten minutes. And I'm just like, check this. And that's what it is. Yeah. I'm just like, dude, why the fuck did I not finish this school? <laughs> you could still finish, right? I could, yeah, I could. But obviously not Please right not. now. Huh? Yeah. It's everybody's not. I, honestly, dude, I'm really considering it. I really am. Because to, to finish that school would be really awesome, dude. Like, so, it's like she said, dude, something about fixing a bike is just so therapeutic. Like, wrenching is therapeutic. <laughs> Yeah, it's just you and it's just you and the bike, man. And surprisingly enough, dude, it's figuring out the issue is not hard. It's common sense. Obviously, there's some things that like kind of throw you off because like it'd be a one-off. Like it's something that you never would have thought would have happened to the bike, but it did. But like figuring out the bike is pretty fucking simple, dude. Like you literally have to follow the process of illumination and you fucking figure out what the fuck is wrong with the bike. It's literally what it is most of the time, unless you get something that's totally just not not in the book. Do you remember when we were uh, in Arizona and some guy was struggling to turn on his bike? Yeah. So this one guy, he I swear to God, he was this brand new rider. Yeah, dude, you can tell. I mean, dude. Even I knew. I think he actually had dropped the bike already. I think I saw scratches on the side. Yeah. Um, So it's flooded. (laughs) Yeah, right? So I was like, hey, dude, what's up? He's like, I don't know, man. My bike won't start. I'm like, is this the first time it's happened? He's like, nah, it's happened a couple times. I'm like, oh, shit. Well, have you checked the battery? He's like, yeah, the battery's good. I'm like, okay. Well, have you tried jump starting it? He's like, what's that? Oh, shut up. I'm like, bro, (laughs) you put it in second gear and you push it and you jump start it. And he's like, yeah, I don't know how to do that. 
And I'm like, okay, well, do you want me to do it? He's like, please don't drop my bike. I'm like, dude, I'm pretty sure you dropped it before. Relax. Right. <laughs> yeah. He, dude, was, he uh, looks so, yeah, he looks so, like, amateur. And I'm pretty sure that bike was flooded because it was not starting with the push start. Yeah. Like, I remember you I, almost got it. And I then, almost got it a couple he, times, he kept, but that fucker was not starting. He kept, like, trying to turn it on, and it'd be like, dee, 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 and you were like, oh, don't do that. You're going to mess it up. Yeah, dude, like, oh, I swear it, to God, fine. five minutes I was watching this dude and just straight fucking trying to turn it on. I'm like, dude, you are going to blow that fucking starter. Stop. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then he was like, oh, no, no, it's fine. I've done this before. It turned I'm on. like, yeah, no shit. That's why your bike's broken. Yeah, dude. It's... Yeah, that's why your bike won't start anymore. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. It was so I don't so know bad. shit about, like, bikes or all that, but just, like, seeing him, I knew he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. I know he was like, his bike probably doesn't even work anymore. It just felt like, wrong. Like, yeah, it just it, like just if you would have seen him, you would have been like, "Oh yeah, this guy." And it like, sucked because that bike was actually bike. fairly new. I think it was like a 2017. Oh. Yeah. It looked yeah. kind of beat up. Like the the back, well, something was broken. I don't remember. I, I, I was I was sad for the bike though. I just wanted to take it. Yeah. It was but, a nice bike, bro. Maxi. Oh. I love that dog. Is he wearing you a? Is he wearing something? Is he wearing a? Is she wearing a bandana? Oh. No. Oh, it's a hoodie. Oh my god! Uh, it's a hoodie. <laughs> oh my god. Lexi it's Bear. to keep, it's to keep her hair on her instead yeah. of in my painting area on my couch. Definitely. What do you want, Bubbles? What do you want, Bubbles? What do you want? He's so cute. He's like, pay attention to me now. Seriously, she. <laughs> She's a total, like, attention hawk. She's like, you need to love me. You don't give me enough love. I give her plenty of love. She's just a love whore. She's a diva? Yeah, she just, like, knows (laughs) that people love on her. So she's just like, bitch, it's been five minutes. (laughs) Love me. I remember when when you had three dogs. Oh, my God. Was... Wait, that was when... That was at my uncle's. That was at my my grandpa and uncle's place. On yeah. The compound or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had a wiener dog. He had no. two other dogs that were like pit mix, and then they had Sophia, and she's a, a red healer. And then we had Lexi. This was when you. I I just remember them because because I remember seeing a video of them in the backyard, all three, and you actually brought them oh, here to you're Arizona. You're talking about no. You're talking about Buddy and Bert. Yes. Yes. Okay. So. When I moved back, this was like a couple years ago, um, I ended up getting these other two puppies from the pound and I went to go get one. And then when I was leaving, his brother was like crying and screaming and it was so heartbreaking. I was like, well, I can't separate you guys. So I went back and got the other one and they were a fucking shitstorm, man. They were, they caused me so many problems, so many traumatic situations. They got out one time they did bad stuff. They were just trouble together. <laughs> like, I should have separated them because they were just trouble together. And, like, they got out one time. This is the last time they got out. And I wasn't home, but I just had this feeling. I had this feeling there was, like, something's wrong. And when I got home, come to find out, they had gotten out. They were at the pound. Um, they had, and on their little excursion, they had literally ripped a cat in half. <sighs> yeah. And then... And then they had approached this girl who had like this cute little puppy and, you know, scared her and freaked her out, you know. Oh, and, thank God. The puppy's okay. 
Yeah, the puppy was okay. He got, he got, his, his foot got caught when they jumped on her and they, they jumped with their mouth open. So his foot got caught in their mouth, but you know, they didn't bite her or him really honestly, but they got impounded basically. And it was awful. Like the conditions, how depressing it was. I had to go every day to visit them. They told me they couldn't live in the county. So I had to move them and nobody wanted two dogs. Nobody even wanted one. So I was like, okay. And then I had a buddy in Arizona in Phoenix. He was like, oh, I'll watch him. I was like, okay. And so I can find him another home. And he ended up keeping them, but I had to drive all the way to Phoenix, drop them off and drive all the way back. You know, you had just gone in. Wait, did you had, did you have your new, no, you got a rental for that trip. Yeah. I didn't take my truck. Oh, I took my truck. No, maybe I didn't. No, you got a rental. I think you guys, I think you rented a Jeep or something. Yeah, because I don't think I wanted to take my truck and put more miles on it. I didn't buy my new my new SUV until uh, about a year and a half ago. Gotcha. One day yeah. I gotta make another trip out to Arizona. Well, I just made one out there. <laughs> like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> that's a long drive, man. I mean, that's like a 20-hour drive for me. And you didn't say hi. I'm hurt. You live in Texas, right? Yeah, I live in yeah, the Houston area. That's, that's, oh, yeah, that's far. Well, I technically, live, I technically live in Galveston County. She's so all the way at the bottom of yeah. Texas. Yeah, I'm like, 20 <laughs> minutes from, I'm like 20 minutes from Galveston. So humid. Like literally as far as you can get down south to Texas, that's the best for shoes. <laughs> Damn. Actually, I think like the farthest down south is like closer to like Kingsville and like down down like you're borderline Mexico yeah New Mexico but we're in the good part of the hand <laughs> oh man yeah. that's how I went I went to Dallas and I fucking loved it oh Dallas is for yuppies oh <laughs> <laughs> why <is> it hurt <laughs> Nobody likes uh, cowboys. Like They're all a bunch of pansies. <laughs> Dallas and I think it was San Antonio. I do like San Antonio. The Riverwalk is one of the one yeah. of the cool places to go. Yeah, that that was that. I think that's why it was my favorite because of that. It was really nice. Yeah, it was there's cold. a lot of oh my God. places in Texas to go to. There's actually like a crap ton of places to go to around here. There's like never any kind of not enough stuff to do, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean Texas is pretty big, so I would hope not. The food we is could, delicious. The food's alright. We we could be our own country again. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? Why are you up all on me? What do you want? <laughs> Can you see her staring at me? I cannot. She's just like laser eyed. She's like, if I stare at you long enough, you'll do what I want, peasant. <laughs> And I'm just like, she's like, I don't know where she got this from. She's just so funny. You're just, just, what do you want? Go play. Go play. She <laughs> if, talks a lot too. If only Naya listened that well. Oh, she's, I say go play. And she has this little uh, head talk <laughs> that she just throws to herself. She just plays with herself. I don't know. Uh-huh. What do you why, why am I imagining your little Naya meme right now? <laughs> I'm not lying. No, he made a meme out of his dog, and his name is, and her really? name is Naya, and it's so funny, dude. Oh my what god, it's, a, it's the funniest fucking meme. It's ever. a it's a Chihuahua mix or something. I don't know what she is to be honest. Yeah, she's but a little shit. She she's no, she's not. Yeah, she is. She barks at no, me every time. Yeah, Bro, because Chihuahuas you're horrible. Are 
Yes. My dog is not an asshole. This was just his dog is an asshole. My dog Jack's, is a fucking sweetheart. Oh my god! No, he's not. Dude, First of all, he, he just wants love. That's Second it. Second of all, he ripped up my bracelet. Third of <laughs> all, he messed up your I forgot what your, one of your wires. What wires? One of your wires for your stupid setup, and you were all mad at him. And I was like, "That's man, that's Jacks for you." Okay, maybe he's a hyper ass. He's just a hyper ass nope. freaking nine month nope. old dog. No, nope. no. Nope. Oh, he's dog. a puppy. Sure, that's what you want to call he's him. He's fucking shit. huge. He's a little shit. Dogs are puppies up to two years old. Then yes, he's a puppy. Yeah. If he doesn't understand that. <laughs> How big is he? Uh, last time I weighed him, I think he was like somewhere around sixty pounds. That's literally how fat Lexi is right now. She's usually 54 pounds, but she put on six pounds. I don't know how. Her diet didn't change. It's probably because all she does is sleep all day while I go out and work. I feel that. I'm jealous of my I dogs. I dog. But... Just lay around all day, sleep, have someone feed me, love me, <laughs> cuddle me, wash me, take me to go to the bathroom. Pick up my crap. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> All right, chat. Well, I appreciate you guys sticking around. Oh, man. It, you know, dude, I appreciate you sharing a story, especially, like, you know, the ups and downs of it. I know art can be easy, and, and I commend you, dude, for really sticking with it, especially during 2020, you know? What really trips me out is that you just do it, like, just, just freehand, like, without even drawing it out. It just trips me out. <laughs> especially like yeah because like the like the 2021 like just like you made a whole face without even drawing it out and i'm just like what the hell i don't even know where to start well you gotta feel it i had a photo that was an inspiration you know like she was just like crying and screaming hands in her face and just like you know just like you feel it and you're just like, oh, I need to paint that, you know? And it doesn't look identical, you know, because mm -hmm. you wouldn't want it to anyways, but it's just like painting what you feel, you know? Definitely. But you know, dude, even through your depression, through this year that's been super difficult, you stuck to it and keep doing it, dude, please, because you probably finessed me for more money and into your paintings. Yeah, you <laughs> I gave you a discount. I, I know you did. I was grateful for that, too. That painting is still right there. Here, let me grab it. I need to get one. Oh yeah, yeah that, Danny. That you need pizza one. Lexi said you need to get a painting too. Did you hear? <laughs> I did. Like, yeah, oh. she said you're getting that painting, bitch. <laughs> that one's nice. I know it's my favorite. Come here. Go lay down. I do that to her all the time. <laughs> Look, what? Come here. What do you want? Go lay down. Come here. <laughs> Tell him how you feel. Oh, Tell him how you feel. Oh. <laughs> She's like freaking stop making me get up. Your breast stinks. Go away. So does, that mean does that mean we're done? We are done. We are done. Chat, I appreciate you guys being here. Anybody listening, I appreciate <laughs> you guys. Danny, thank you for being here. Awesome. Nicole, thank you for giving us an hour funny. of your time. I appreciate you. And you too, Lexi. Yeah. She wants the it. attention. Yeah, she's like, don't. Oh. She's like, don't play with my feelings. <laughs> so adorable. But chat, we will catch you guys on the next one. I'm really, really, really Wait. excited. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go. Okay, we do this at the end of every podcast. He always forgets. Shut up. I always gotta no, I remind him. This is now part of it. Me, me, uh, reminding him. 
but we always give you a chance to shout out whoever you want. Doesn't matter who it is, what they do. It could be your dog. It has to be what? What? <laughs> it has to be somebody. <laughs> what do you mean? Like somebody like an artist or something. <laughs> yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Okay, I mean, shout someone out other than Lexi because we know Lexi is the your beginning, main one. In the beginning, in the beginning, we literally said anything. So okay, find someone. Doesn't know what he's talking someone. about. So yeah, okay. any artist you feel like could use deserves a shout out. We would really much appreciate it. Can she not hear? She's into her dog. Yeah, she was really into me, so I, was, I gotta give her attention or she'll start yelling at me. I'm the same. <laughs> she wants me to throw this toy, and every time I do it, she just never brings it back to me, and she's just like, no, you can throw it and fetch it and pick it up, and, you know, I'll just watch <laughs> it. And it's like, I'm not the one playing fetch. You are. Bring me your toy. She just looks at me like I'm stupid. <laughs> She's so funny. Come here. This is her hedgehog. Oh. Can you hear her playing? Yeah. She's ridiculous. So are we just hanging out right now talking? So we want you to shout out any artist you feel like deserves a shout out. Oh, I'm sorry. Good gosh. Um. So, oh, wow. Okay, well, I have a couple sure however many okay well hold on because do i need to just shout out their instagrams sure well look at your pretty painting i know i love it okay so i have one her art in her instagram is art amused it's art underscore a underscore mused she is absolutely amazing micah is just a beautiful person and she does incredible art like if you think i'm good you're absolutely going to love her and then i have my other buddy his name is hold on his instagram i'm trying to do this while my thing is turned sideways there we go his name is ir underscore artwork his name his first name is israel Rodriguez, he does amazing work as well, um, especially in the Houston area. And then I'm gonna my third one is going to be Julio. I love Julio. He's such a sweetheart. He is all about the love and good vibes. And um, his Instagram is Julio underscore Cisne underscore Art. So C I S N E. And so those are the first three that come to mind because okay. I, I do art with them. I've done art shows with them and uh, they're just awesome people and their art is absolutely amazing. And it's all different. They all paint different things. They're not the same kind of genre, basically. So, okay. Yeah. Well, chat, we'll make sure we put that in the description box. Make sure you guys check them out. And I know we normally don't do this, but I am definitely going to shout out Drizzle, one of the homies. He is almost at affiliate on Twitch. Make sure you guys go check them out, please. It's R.I.P. Drizzle, D-R-I-Z-Z-L-E. Check them out, guys. Give them a, a shout-out. <laughs> give them a follow. He, he's a badass rogue player, and he's okay at Phasmophobia. Oh. <laughs> Damn. I kid, I kid, I kid. Uh, but, yeah, guys, I appreciate you guys being here. Thank you guys so much. Nicole, thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't thank you enough. It's fan mm-hmm. for my painting, too. I love it. 
<laughs> and I'll probably buy another one too. So, uh, we know. <laughs> love you guys so much. I appreciate you guys, Danny. Thanks again, man. You know, next week we actually are bringing you someone that I look up to in the video world. I am very excited for this. You guys don't understand. I'm going to geek out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, geek out. We're actually going to have Jay Ford on our pod next week. So if you are into video or thinking about being a videographer, going to film school, whatever the case is. Cinematography. Cinematography in general. Just tune in next week, Monday the 7th, 4.30 p.m. Mount Standard Time on this Twitch channel. Make sure you guys come by. Because you know what, dude? If you guys enjoyed Chris Belladares' podcast, you're definitely going to enjoy J4's. They actually went to uh, Thailand together and shared that uh, experience. So make sure you guys come by. It's going to be a really fun podcast, just like this one was. And we thank Nicole again for her time. Yeah, just thank you. I really appreciate this opportunity. This was fun. For sure. We got to do it again soon. Huh? We got to do it again sometime. You're always yeah, welcome back. Yeah, I'm down to do more podcasts. Let's do it. For sure, guys. Uh, Nicole, just stick around for a few minutes. Guys, thank you again. I will catch you guys on the next one. Stay creative and stay awesome. Love you guys. What is that? Wait. It's pretty much a streaming platform where you can use it. It's mainly used for video games. Oh! But, yeah, but there's also a lot of, uh, there's artists that stream on there. And when they're painting, there's musicians. Wow, yeah. Yeah, it would be really cool because you can, uh, you can live stream. I'm not done with this.